Buenos días from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 9th of February 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 2nd, a group of U.S. lawmakers, Democrats and Republicans, presented a bill that seeks to prohibit federal agencies from doing business with individuals or companies that, quote, support, unquote, the Maduro government. This is the second time this legislative project, known as the Bolivar Law, has been presented in the chamber. In the last legislature, the proposal obtained the green light from the Senate, but not from the House of Representatives, since it was not even voted on in plenary. The Venezuelan executive expressed its rejection of the proposal when it was approved by the U.S. Senate for the first time last December, describing the initiative as, quote, disastrous, unquote, and assuring that it, quote, constitutes a violation of economic freedoms and a serious offense to the Venezuelan people, unquote. Speaking of the U.S., on Sunday the 5th, the government of Maduro rejected the use of force by the United States to bring down a balloon owned by China, which had been flying over U.S. airspace for several days, considering that it did not represent any military or physical threat against people on land. On social media, Internet users were disgusted by Maduro's comments about the balloon found in the United States because he did not say anything about the other one flying over the Venezuelan airspace in Maracaibo on Friday the 3rd. According to the Chinese government, this device is used for climate research. Supposedly, it had diverted from its route due to bad weather. Moving on, on Saturday the 4th, during the celebration of the 31st anniversary of the failed coup against Hugo Chavez, Maduro assured that there is a supposed new conspiracy planned by the United States against his government. However, he did not present any evidence. In this sense, the Chavista leader called on the citizens to be alert and confront those who don't support his government. Another who dodged an attack was Tarek William Saab. On Thursday the 2nd, the public ministry reported that two men were arrested in Venezuela for an alleged attempted attack against the country's attorney general, Tarek William Saab, and two public officials. According to the public ministry, the attack was supposedly planned by the former mayor of the Guanta municipality in Anzuategui, Jonathan Marin. Marin was sentenced last October by a Florida federal judge to 27 months in prison plus a year of probation for having conspired to launder corruption money, according to court documents. Is the news a crime in Venezuela? On Friday the 3rd, Carola Briceño, a journalist of the investigative unit of El Nacional Outlet, began a hunger strike outside the headquarters of the UN Refugee Agency in Bogota. Briceño assures that Colombia rejected her refugee request. On Twitter, Briceño wrote she feels unprotected before the possible actions of the government of Maduro against her after the publication of some research papers on the brothers Santiago and Ricardo Morón, alleged frontmen of, quote, Nicolasito, unquote, the son of Maduro. In this case, 
The journalist Ramon Hernández was also required by the public ministry. But since he lives abroad, the intimidating acts were directed toward his relatives. In oil news, on Tuesday the 7th, a company from Curaçao sued PDVSA for maintenance failures at its refinery and contamination. The lawsuit was made by the Curaçao State Company, the Corso, against PDVSA for approximately $1,000 million. This legal action is related to the withdrawal of PDVSA from Curaçao Island in December 2019. The Venezuelan state-owned company is being demanded to pay for the maintenance of the De Corso refinery and blamed for environmental damage. While Curaçao sues Venezuela, Trinidad and Tobago seeks its support. On Friday the 3rd, the information agency Reuters reported that the Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago, Keith Rowley, contacted Venezuela and agreed to exploratory meetings to try to reach an agreement through which they can import Venezuelan gas. Given the gas deficit that Trinidad and Tobago suffer, the Rowley government is convincing the Venezuelan authorities to allow operations of the energy company Shell PLC in the Dragon Gas Field located on the Venezuelan side of the maritime border between Venezuela and Trinidad and Tobago. The negotiations are possible now that Trinidad and Tobago obtained a license from the Office of Foreign Assets Control of the United States Department of the Treasury, which allows Shell to operate in Venezuelan territory with PDVSA, as long as the Maduro government does not obtain royalties similar to the deal Chevron struck late last year. PDVSA workers raised their voices. On Thursday the 2nd, workers of Petróleos de Venezuela, or PDVSA, called out to its president Pedro Rafael Telechea for low wages and breach of collective bargaining. This occurred during his visit to a dock in Tia Juana in Zulia. In several videos posted on social media, at least 200 workers attended the assembly to claim their low wages and the breach of their contractual benefits, such as medical and funeral insurance, in addition to the deterioration of the facilities. Want to check out the videos? Follow the link in the show notes. What seemed to be an afternoon of relaxation and fun ended in tragedy. On Friday the 3rd, a child died and five people were injured after a tree fell on them at Las Delicias Zoological Park in Aragua State. The trunk and branches of the tree fell on the structure of a cafe inside the zoo. The government of Aragua issued a statement in which it regretted the death of the minor and informed that the injured people were treated at the central hospital of Maracay. Another tragedy occurred in the state of Apure this week. On Monday the 6th, a 63-year-old man, whose identity has not been revealed, was arrested in flagrante delicto by the Bolivarian police force for sexually abusing a woman. The man appeared at the victim's residence offering his religious services. After entering the house, he gave the woman some kind of syrup to drug her and later took her to a room where he was supposed to perform a, quote, healing prayer, 
unquote. In other news, on Thursday the 2nd, the Bolivarian National Armed Forces, or FANB, destroyed a 30-meter-long submarine used to transport drugs in Rio Bravo, Maracaibo. The operational strategic commander of the FANB, Domingo Hernández Lares, wrote on his social media that the officials proceeded to destroy the vessel with fire and have maintained constant tours of the area to detect other vessels of this nature. To date, it is unknown if the vessel was loaded with drugs at the time of its destruction. In sport, on Thursday the 2nd, the Maduro government inaugurated the Simón Bolívar Monumental Stadium in La Rinconada, Caracas, to start the 65th edition of the Del Caribe series, which will be held in Venezuela. The baseball stadium was inaugurated with the presentation of the salsa singer Oscar de León, who finished his performance by asking the spectators, quote, not to link politics with sports, unquote. The stadium, built to accommodate more than 40,000 spectators, is the largest built in Venezuela and the second in Latin America, after the Latin America Stadium in Havana. Its construction cost $70 million. For those who wish to attend, tickets range from $2 to $40. On Wednesday the 8th, Venezuela advanced to the semi-final of the 2023 Serie del Caribe. The Leones del Caracas of Venezuela defeated Vaqueros de Montería of Colombia 7-4, advancing to the semi-final. The Venezuelan team managed five runs in the second and third innings, enough to qualify. The final will be played on Friday the 10th. It remains to be defined which team will compete against Venezuela. On Thursday the 2nd, the Venezuelan writer Marta Duran won the 22nd Transgender Annual Award from the Foundation for Urban Culture with her novel Ver morir a los perros. The jury for the 2022 edition was made up of the poet and researcher Elena Cardona, the doctor in classical philology and in history from the University of Granada, Spain, Mariano Nava, and the Argentine writer, poet, and editor Fidel Maguna, winner of the previous edition of the contest. According to the jury, Vermori de los Perros won the award because, quote, the work portrays Venezuelan reality in its complex dimension, end quote. And that's it for this week. And guess what? We have a Mastodon account. Check out our instance, Rorschach.social. If you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know more about it, check out the link in the show notes to the Substack. Hasta la próxima! Thank you.